This is Joel Espidal. And this is Only Notebook. It sure is. All right, Joel. So who did you interview for this episode? Well, it kind of bounced all over the place. Uh, first up, we have Nicole Laverde. And I went ahead and interviewed her at Rhythm and Rye. I caught up to her one night there, which is a place she plays regularly. She's a spoken word artist and an actual harpist. She plays the auto harp, writes her own stuff, of course. And uh, she's just an amazing talent. And uh, she's full of... She's full of a lot of imagery and uh, can paint the air in a certain way that is, uh, it's just such a change up. When you go to a, a show like an open mic in Olympia, Washington, you don't often get just singer-songwriters playing guitar. Sometimes you get lucky, you get people like Nicole, and uh, we, we got Nicole one night and it was really good. It was actually a really good night for artists all around. Um, so we have her coming up first. And didn't you say that our friends over at Olympia Pop Rocks, the other... One of the other Olympia podcasts, they did a video of her, right? That's on their yeah. YouTube site? Okay. Cool. Yeah, uh, OPR, that's Oli Pop Rocks. Uh, they also have um, a podcast going on, and they interviewed her and um, for a little bit and had some of her music on there, too. And um, I'm also going to be working with them uh, at some point here, too. There are brothers and sisters over there doing the same thing we're, we're trying to do, and um, they, have a, they have a great setup there. I really like what they do. All right, and then after Nicole? We're going to have Mick McCartney, uh, who we interviewed in two spots. So we interviewed Mick and his wife, Laura. They oftentimes play together. Sometimes it's just Mick. Um, And I interviewed both of them at Traditions in downtown Olympia. We we have a singer-songwriter circle we do there um, on the first Tuesday of every month. And on this particular episode, we had to split it up because I interviewed Mick, but then we didn't have... Any, uh, any, really, any audio from that night? We didn't have a PA system, so it didn't turn out. The music didn't turn out good. So I, I got very fortunate and caught up with him at Brother Don's in Bremerton. So I interviewed him at, at Traditions and then caught up with him at Brother Don's. Okay, and then after that, who's who's the third person? Anna Robinson. We went ahead and uh, we got Anna Robinson again, and this is her at Brother Don's. Um, quick little interview with her uh, from Brother Don's, and also a set she did at Brother Don's. Some of her new stuff. Um, and I just got done uh, last week watching her at the Robin Hood. Uh, she did a feature set there, and of course she just killed it. It was awesome. Something the Robin Hood's doing right now for the summertime, which is cool, is a lot of artists are were performing outside, and it's kind of neat. Uh, it's a cool backdrop. You got a little creek that flows through there, and uh, it's it's cool because you got people up on like a patio, and then you're down by the creek and like a little almost like a gazebo feel. Uh, in an amphitheater. It's pretty cool. It's it's neat. So anyway, so we got Anna Robinson on this episode too, as well as Rusty. I don't know if people could hear him walking around. Rusty the dog. Um, he's uh, he's in charge of the podcast. Actually, he does it out of Wyoming usually, but um, he's in here this time. So you can hear him panting in the background. Yeah, he's the one panting in the background. It's actually Donna. <laughs> but we we pretend it's Rusty. That's the, what she likes us to call her, Rusty. Sometimes it's kind of creepy. Shall we listen to Nicole? Yes. All right, let's do that. Here she comes. Liar. I was all talk before, drunken and stoned, stumbling around in procrastination, false inspiration, vibes, energy, crashing chaos, falsely medicated, falsely prescribed, cause I was lying to you, cause I was lying to you, cause I was lying to you. 
Because I was lying to you. And I was dying inside. Late night phone calls claiming ruler of the world. Like I had every answer. Like I was asking all the right questions. Great intentions buried six feet deep. Buried underneath the booze and the smoke. What a joke. Alright, so we're outside of Rhythm and Rye. This is Joel Espinal, and I'm with Nicole. How do you pronounce your last name? Laverdi. Laverdi. Nicole Laverdi. She is a spoken word artist and also a, a singer songwriter and has a unique style and something that uh, we desperately need is uh, unique tones and unique sounds here in Olympia, and she definitely brings it. So we're at Rhythm and Rye tonight with Nicole. We're going to ask her a few questions about her music, her artistic uh, outlet, and uh, also what inspires her. and brings her to the point of writing. So, uh, how long have you been doing spoken word? Uh, I've been playing with spoken word. Um, I've been writing poetry since I was 13 years old, and then I carried into spoken word over at Chico State University. Um, small town, great culture for that. They had a lot of spoken word open mic nights that I participated in. Um, and that was the first time I really got on a mic and uh, used words that I had written in front of audiences. So yeah, um, that was when I was 23, 
22 and I'll be 42 this Friday, so almost 20 years. You're also a Gemini. I am. I am too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, so, you, uh, you've been writing for a while, so you, where do you collect inspiration from? Like, what, what is it that turns on that part of your mind? Well, I, I realize um, experiences, whether they're good experiences, bad experiences, void experiences it's um it, it comes to the clarity comes to me first thing in the morning um i sit down i'm aware of how i'm feeling and i don't push it if i have something to write there's something to write if i don't i i let it breathe and i know that there needs to be an experience had in order for me to write about the lesson um do you ever write? Do you write directly for a song like on auto harp? I mean, if you're writing it, do you know how you want to use it? How you want to no. outlet it, or do you just kind of let that happen on its own? I let that happen on its own. There's been some writings I thought for sure was going to be sung on the auto harp. It turns out it was better as a spoken word. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it, it all depends. I, I don't know. I, I let it breathe and I sit with it and kind of let it take a life of its own do you ad-lib stuff at all when you're up there do you just do you ever just kind of get get a feeling and just pop off of something no i do stick <laughs> pretty much uh. to what i've written um uh no i i, I don't ad-lib very very much with that at all no. you write a lot though so maybe that's why i write a lot um a little bit of brief background on that is there was a tragedy when I was 13. My mom passed away. I didn't really know who to turn to and I found a journal and just started writing and realized by writing it out it released the grief or whatever it was I was going through and it brought me peace. So basically it wasn't about writing something good or great or anything that was ever going to be published anything like that. It was about releasing what was in my heart and in my mind and moving on and reflecting back to those pages and seeing where where I came from. So it's all it was all about a feeling. It was never about going anywhere with it and when I have, feel I have no one to turn to or I don't want to turn to anyone, I always grab a pencil or a pen. And paper. Cool. Yeah. What, uh, what are some stuff, what's some influences that maybe you, you listened to in the past or you're listening to now that, that bring you inspiration as far as musically or maybe writings that kind of get you going on that? I'm a huge, uh, I'm a big lover of all kinds of music. I would have to say my the, the one person that's inspired me the most is the wonderful Ani DeFranco. Yeah. She's this, we're both from back east Buffalo. We're both Italian. She's a spoken word artist, independent, tiny little petite Italian woman. She's she. When I started listening to her music, I, that was the first time I heard someone truly just speaking and singing from their heart, and it inspired me to start singing. Yeah. So, and you know, many many artists, you know, the artists, the musicians in Olympia, I find the best artists in these little tucked away places, or simply in a subway or on the street. Yeah. Um, 
that's where I get inspiration. These people that aren't trying to go anywhere but a better place in themselves. Yeah, that's a hard place to find, and I don't even think people look for it really. I think more and more people are just looking for it elsewhere, out there on the internet. They're trying to find themselves when they're already right there. All they got to do is stop and calm down and check it out. You know, they're not willing to do that. It's too hard. It's painful for one. I mean, as a writer, that's something I've had to do. Is I've had to, I've had to wrestle with myself, and most of my stuff is about me wrestling with issues that, are, to some people, are easy to handle, but to me, they're they're apocalyptic. You know. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I, I think a true artist is someone who is humble to who they are and willing to accept their awareness and lessons and pain and joy and all of it and express it in a way that feels good for them. And for me, it's not about having this perfect voice or the perfect way with a chord or guitar instrument, whatever it is. It's about the passion and how they feel when they're doing it. Yeah. That the audience and the people around them, friends, family, folks, feel when they play. Right. It's the vibe they're giving off when they play. So what that's you, yeah. Speaking of which, what are you what are you playing tonight? What are you what are you doing? To, what are your plans tonight for the for the stage? Well, I'm gonna do a spoken word piece, and uh, it's something I wrote about. Um, uh, being a liar to uh, I, I was in you know visits with the psychiatrist for a few years and you go to doctors to get help and then you lie your asses off to them you know <laughs> and so awesome. uh, this song I mean this spoken word is about me being a huge fat liar and admitting that I was lying um, and about getting sober and clean I'm clean and sober and super proud of that and uh, so that's a spoken word. And the harp is one of the first. I'm going to play my harp tonight, an auto harp. And it's one of the first songs I ever wrote on it. And um, it's about uh, feeling like sometimes, no matter how much noise you make, no one ever hears you. And it's about just wanting to wail and scream and shut out the noise and hope that one person will hear you. Right. You know, we're all very caught up in our lives, and sometimes it feels like you're not being heard. And that's you know true. <laughs> that that's okay. So, best place to attempt to be heard is uh kind of yelling on a microphone. So that's true. <laughs> you know, I, that's. But yeah, so I have two little numbers, and it should be fun. Right on. We're gonna yeah. grab it then. We'll we'll uh, get that on the on the podcast. So yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you so Thanks, much. Nicole. I, I really appreciate, your appreciate time. it, Joel. Thank right you. On.
So then we uh, we caught up with Nick McCartney uh, and and Laura, his wife Laura. So this is a, a two part kind of thing merged into one. Uh, Mick and Laura they write their own music. They do a lot of great stuff. Mick has actually been around for a long time in the singer songwriter community. He has a lot of connections. Uh, some are big names, some are smaller names. Um, but Mick is a guy who's focused on his craft and, and does a fabulous job. One of my favorite things he does, and I was kind of hoping I could get a recording of it, but I didn't. Um, is that he, he does something where he just kind of ad-libs it. He just starts the song. He starts singing about people you know around the room that are in the room at the, at the show or whatever. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's funny because a lot of us are performers in the audience. So we're used to having the spotlight on us, and you know it, we don't get embarrassed very easily. But you know what? My face got really hot one time because he was up there singing and he talked about uh, me or whatever, and uh, I got nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? <laughs> you know, like I didn't have to do anything. All I really had to do was just sit there and enjoy the fact that the guy just made up something. But um, I got nervous, and he does that. And he's a he's a great guy. He's also got a, a he's a, he's got a brilliant mind and a beautiful heart. Um, he cares about the community. He he's done open mics uh, often, and he's actually doing one. Um, this Friday in Allen, uh, it's part of Allen Day, it's part of the celebration, and Mick and Laura are doing that. And I really hope Mick and Laura get back to doing the open mics. They had thing that one going at the Fresh Start Deli that was really good. Uh, and I hope they get back into doing the open mics because they really got a great gift there. So uh, this is Joel with Oli Notebook, and I'm here at Traditions for the Singer-Songwriter Circle that they do first Tuesday of every month. And I'm here with Mick and Laura, who are storyteller, folk singer, um, 
the secret president of the United States, that kind of thing. So, uh, <laughs> anyways, I'm making Laura. It's good to see you guys. I'm glad you made it out. Yeah, it's good to see you, Joel. Talk about you. trying to, to get out here. It's hard to coordinate sometimes, but. Um, anyway, I uh, was was going to have Jim as a part of this too. Um, Jim's yeah, I car know. was yeah, broke down he, apparently. So yeah, he called um, me today and let me know. Do you think uh, first off? Do you think that Laura uh, did it? Do you think she cut like this brake line? <laughs> yeah, when she no. heard that you were actually yeah, going to feature yeah. him as the interview yeah. person, she's like, "Well, this isn't going to happen." I'm actually, gonna... she just thought, you know, bad things and yeah, and, well, car broke and then it broke down. She's yeah. got that power. Yeah, yeah. she does. She's creepy like that. I've seen her a few times sitting there looking at other musicians and their, their guitar goes out of tune or I forget lyrics, things like that. Yeah, I was just getting even. He told me last time we were here he put acid in the water an hour ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's, that would make for a great show. Yeah, it would. It would make an interesting one. People would have a lot to say. Sure. It would be a, be a 60s show. Yeah, yeah. I would get scared and probably fall down, hide under the piano, and you know that would be how that one went. I don't do well with certain substances. Um, so I guess I wanted to, to ask you a couple questions. One is, uh, how long have you been playing music in the Pacific Northwest? First you and then Laura. Well, for me, I started when I was a teenager. Uh, I played on Channel 13, Stairway to Stardom. It was a television show. Huh? No, that was like 50 years ago. And then, uh, so about 50 years. But then I quit for 25. Uh, I worked with the prison system for okay. a long time. Um, and my ex-wife didn't like me playing, so... Oh, yeah, that, that so puts a damper that. on things. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, off and on for 50 years. Well, uh, Laura, how about you? Well, for me in the Pacific Northwest, only five years. Um, when I, I moved out here from New York in 2010, um, used to play guitar casually, you know, I learned when I was back in college in the... Uh, <laughs> the 1900s at some point, that's... One of those decades, and uh, came out here and uh, met Mick at an open mic. Some friends took me to, and we started writing music together. And it's just been so much fun ever since we started doing That's that. Good, yeah. good. So, uh, what inspires you guys? So, you guys work together musically right. uh, a lot. So, how does that coordination work? How do you collaborate together, and who kind of decides well, you know, how this it, works? That's a funny thing. Um, she never wrote songs until I met her, and then no. I just saw the way she does things, and I said, oh, you could write a song, and I sent her some lyrics on email. Oh, cool. And uh, what, about two hours later, she said, hey, you got to come and hear our song, <laughs> and she put music to it. Great. Uh, so sometimes it's that way. We have other songs we've just sat down and written, uh, like one we're going to do tonight, Pedro. Uh, oh, Pedro, okay. Yeah, cool. we, just, we just started writing it. It was... You know, and then we have an instrumental that we do that same thing. We just it, it's kind of organic. Yeah, that's all I can say. They're kind of yeah. they kind of come down. And fortunately, our heads. I don't know. We're kind of joined at the psyche. I yeah, guess. good. That, that's that's good. That makes that makes for a good situation. Yeah. So, well, we're non-competitive. Yeah. Uh, both of us. I mean, we just uh, we just like things. You know, it's that's it's, you, you know, that's kind of awesome. We just like things, so that's how that well, works. Well, fortunately, we like the same things. Yeah, but, we, but no, but like doing our open mic and stuff, yeah. we like people. Yeah, and we like people to express themselves, and so we get to we get to enjoy everybody. You know, we're not we don't come to the open mics and 
wait for our turn and then leave right, as soon right. as they're done because we like to hear what people are doing. Yeah. And so about the open mic thing, you guys had one at Fresh Start Deli. I went there. I think I only got there one time out of the time, yeah. during the time period you were running it on Saturdays out in Shelton, Washington. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys plan on getting back into hosting open mics? And also, do you prefer to host or just be a performer and take it back that way? All of that. All of that. <laughs> no, we no. enjoyed going, but we loved hosting the Open Yeah, yeah. we did. Everyone yeah. loved you guys hosting it, by the way. It yeah, for us, it, it, the partnership was always, you know, she does the pictures yeah. and videos and mm-hmm. encourages people, and I encourage people, and then uh, I love emceeing. And yeah. we never had to worry about who was doing what. We always just did it. Well, you know, I know that Saturday was a great day for you guys to do that because there wasn't mm-hmm. a whole lot of other things happening in the open mic scene in South Puget Sound. So you actually could, people could get to you and be a part of it, which was really good. And it was every other week instead of every week, so yeah. people would put it on their calendars and look forward to it, and we always had a full house. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah three and a half years, it was it was packed. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think we only had one or two nights where it was just, just a full house. Usually we had standing room only. Yeah, I mean, I know when I was there, I was tuning up outside and trying to figure out how am I going to weave my way through people to get up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was interesting. I think, um, I think we had Rick was playing on drums and then we also had God, I want to say as my English teacher Mr. White was also playing a drum at that time. Yeah, Daryl oh, White. He no, he was playing English. ukulele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Daryl. Yeah. Was it was I, playing he you? He played guitar occasionally yeah. too, yeah, but usually ukulele. Yeah, yeah, so Mr. White was up there and then um, I've gone out to Alderbrook a couple of times and with Mr. Baugh and kind of seen that stuff. Mr. Baugh, Randy Baugh. Yeah, yes, yeah, he's still, yeah, yeah. He's still, I, I, he was also my English teacher, so. Well, yeah, yeah, he was my kids' then. English teacher, yeah. too. Susan Casey was my math teacher. And, uh, oh, know, my goodness. So it, it goes back when I see, it's like I see my old teachers here. And then I feel weird about some of the songs. Like, I don't know if I want to talk about having sex. You know, this is really <laughs> awkward. You know, maybe I don't Maybe I don't want to do that. I just want to talk about math or the alphabet or something and feel make them feel more comfortable, you know. Uh, Susan, actually, with Jim Landis, went out. Um, I do stand-up comedy, too. And um, they actually came out and see, saw me do some stand-up one time. Oh, wow. Which, How cool. It was good because uh, I had lots of jokes about being a student. I was a terrible math student and um, trying to tr- marry the two and then how... Uh, I can't remember how that setup actually went, but it put Susan on the spot, which was fun for me because she's put me yeah. on the spot, like get right. up here and answer the question. I can't answer the question. I don't know math. I have no idea. So I was able to kind of call her out, which was kind of fun for me and probably not so much for her, but, um, you know, Susan Casey had that coming, her being a, a, yeah. a musical genius and a, a mathematician at the same time. Yeah, I've known Susan for years. Yeah, she's great. She's a wonderful. I love her. She's great. She's wonderful. And most of the teachers have been. And then seeing them again in this capacity is good. Uh, what are you guys' future plans as far as uh, continuing to work with music in the area if an open mic doesn't open up? Oh, we're planning on doing an album because we have a mm-hmm. bunch of new material uh, that we'd like to put on an album. Most of the stuff we do recently is stuff we haven't recorded. We, we have an album from five years ago when we first met, and we know we could do better. We were fortunate the talent we had on the album. We had Jeff Tassin on it, okay. and he was pro- helping us produce it and stuff. But I'd like to do something that's a little more... Uh, just honestly what we do because that one we arranged and we put right. put other instrumentation in it that stuff. is hard that is hard to do when you have so many people on there working with you and then you go to take it somewhere this is a song off that album yeah it's not going to sound this it's the beatles again the yeah. world this is what it sounds like so in the studio exactly right what we sound like right right well that's good i appreciate your time guys and i look forward okay. to hearing from you and uh 
we'll get this interview out there eventually. What makes us want to make people feel special? I thought about you inside and outside. Your beautiful smile and encouraging words made me feel special and that like you to know how you received God, how it was heard. So uh, last up here, we got Anna Robinson. Uh, so she does a couple of new songs. And you know, we were at Brother Don's when uh, we we met up there and, and played that show. And then it was shortly after this that I went to Anna's house for um, a barbecue, which that may turn into a podcast episode also, just because it was like Tim Lutman, uh, Liz Slaybaugh, Anna Robinson, myself, uh, a couple other people just gathered around on the porch and just started singing songs, and um, it was pretty awesome. Just kind of a, a free for all. Um, and then we went to go catch Scott Lesman playing at the Robin Hood. So it was quite a good night, and um, that, so hopefully that's coming in an upcoming podcast. She has a really nice house, and it's really good for hosting like parties with people that that want to come and be normal people because nothing ever crazy ever happens in the forest, <laughs> never. <laughs> All right, so this is Anna Robinson.
So this is Joel Hospital with Lily Notebook, and I'm outside Brother Don's with Anna Robinson, who came up today from Union to play a couple of new songs that she wrote. So, so Anna, you've been traveling a lot. Uh, where have you been to? Um, well, I've just been back and forth to South Dakota. Um, I ended up playing a show in Pierce, South Dakota, which is the state capital. Cool. Um, yeah. So. I feel like I keep always driving back and forth across the country. <laughs> and then I was just in Port Townsend. So, so what was happening up in Port Townsend? Um, so Dan Walker, uh, amazing guitarist, and his fiance Shannon, who like outsang pretty much everybody I know, they uh, were running an open mic at uh, some, I can't remember the name in Chimicum. I think it's like Farm Fresh or something. Uh, but it's a little bakery up there. And so they're trying to get an open mic started. So I went Farms and Reach? Farms Reach, there we go. Okay, yeah. I went and did a feature there um, to help them out. And then I like played in their break at the cellar door in Port Townsend. So hopefully I'll be able to do more up there. It's a cool area. It sounds like a good place. I mean, mm -hmm. Dan Walker has a tendency to play good shows. So yes. that's, that's definitely <laughs> worth it. So you've been, writing, you've been writing a lot since we last talked. Yes, yeah. Cool. It, that's going well. It's still flowing anyway. It is, yeah. It is still flowing. You mentioned you like to write when you're driving. This yeah, used to be... so anytime I have to travel, it does really well for my songwriting abilities. That's really good because you know, <laughs> a lot of you're not supposed to like text or talk or anything else. But songwriting, I don't ever remember reading that anywhere in the, in the laws at all. You can't write a song while driving. Yeah. Most people can't. That's why it's not in there. But you can, so that's good. Yeah, well, and I never write anything down. I always just remember it in my head. So yeah, that's that's terribly awesome. for me. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, that's pretty cool if you can do it that way. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, writing is one of those things, and we were just talking with somebody out there at uh, during um, Acoustic Fest about writing and how the words come to you in the middle of the night, or maybe the song shows up in the middle of the night, you don't really know. You, we've interviewed you before about your different writing style and the way it happens. Um, do you think there's anything that you could do that enhances that or maybe tricks that part of your mind into going? Um, you mentioned earlier tonight that, you know, writing about exes or things like that, which is something that I definitely can relate to. Um, so is there something that triggers it, do you think? Um, usually I found if I'm like, okay, I'm going to write a song about this, and if I tell myself that, it just doesn't. Right. Doesn't work out very. That's well. totally real. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually like something in my day will happen that'll just kind of like remind me of like a big event that happened in my life or 
Like, I'll be talking to someone, and they'll say something about, like, oh, have you seen so-and-so lately? And I'll just be like, oh, that person really pissed me off. And I'll go home and, like, remember all of those bad feelings and write a song about it. <laughs> and here comes the song. Like, uh, some, happy things, too, not just Like, bad. peanut butter-flavored panda meat. I mean, that might not be something that triggers no. it, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but if you asked me to write a song about that, I'd be like, I have no idea. I will really try, and then something <laughs> else comes out of it. No, that makes a lot of sense. I know that for me, certain songs, like the... Um, this is a song by Stephen Bishop called um, It Might Be You, I think it's on. All of My Life, maybe that's the name of it. Anyway, every time I hear that, like the intro to it, it makes you feel really weird inside. Like, you know, there's certain songs, and as soon as you hear it, like, oh my god, and then the inspiration's so intense. Sometimes I write during that, but usually not. And then a day or two later, that a bunch of it will come out. So, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a, it's, it's writing is a very weird process. And yeah. here at Brother Don's, it's a singer songwriter atmosphere. Um, I mean, I, I prefer a singer-songwriter atmosphere just because that's what we relate to, more more so than covers. Um, how do you feel the differences work for you? If you're in a in, you're in a lineup that's cover artists and originals, if you could pick your spot, would you want to be before or after a cover artist or before or after a singer-songwriter? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I guess I would, I'd rather be after... Uh, a cover. I guess I'd rather follow a cover than an original because you never know. Like, there could be someone who's just like an amazing songwriter, and like the whole room is like captivated by what they're saying, and then right. you get up and you're just like, ah. Uh. Uh, it's happened to me a couple times with you. It's like you'll go first, I'm like, ah, crap. I gotta follow Anna. I gotta follow Anna. Really? Yeah. I get up and like, oh god. And everyone's singing along, or they'll, they'll yell like trashy or something at you. So uh, so you'll do that song, and they're like, okay, they requested the song. And then it's my turn. Like, half the room leaves. Like, really? Awesome. That's really kind of difficult to do. But here tonight, uh, they haven't seen you yet. And then, well, yeah. Jim Land is sad. But um, it was really cool having you out here. Uh, I think it's awesome to have that representation. It's cool to be surrounded by people who focus on the writing process. So mm-hmm. it's cool. Definitely. Well, and then it's like when you listen to, like, a group of songwriters like they have here, you can actually kind of, like, dial in on the words. Yeah. And just kind of be like, hmm, I wonder what they were thinking about when they wrote this. I know, I do that all the time. What the meaning is. (laughs) You guys sound great, by the way. Thank you, sir. Ignore me, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So uh, yeah, no, I, it's the uh, it's it's the same way. You get the same cover songs over and over again. And I'm not. It's not that I don't enjoy those songs. Some of those songs I really do dig. But like after a while, I was like, oh no, not again. Yeah. You know, and it almost hurts the audience because then you go up with an original, and it's a weird feeling because it's like, okay, everyone sing along or knew that song or has memories attached to it. Yeah. And then it's my turn to give you a bunch of words and feelings that don't exist in you, but only in me. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's the challenge right there. Is yeah. you know affecting people through your own words because yeah, I've had exactly. people come up to me after shows before and be like oh my god you wrote this about me like, right cool yeah that's cool because <laughs> awesome. you know that's got to be how it happens for like the, the other songwriters that are on the radio and are getting played because yeah. you know how many times have you heard a song you're like I really relate to that mm-hmm. you know so it's obviously happening to other people and you know when we play these shows and stuff there's got to be that going on I know I was really thankful that you were here because I wanted to debut a song that was aggressive and um, you're one of the more aggressive singers, which I really appreciate the fact that... And there, you have two very different levels of singing. Like, the first song started off, and it was, it was pretty mellow, and then in the middle of that song, you, you hit this extra level, and it's great to see people go like, huh, you know. <laughs> you wake them up, which is awesome. But um, 
I'm so. glad you came out, though, you know? Yeah, well, that's how I trick people into thinking that I'm a great singer. It's just the element of surprise. That yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's always good. I like to do, like, a mellow, like, everything's really cool, and then you kick it to that next gear, yeah. and, and it's set back a second. Same with the guitar playing, because... I mean, you know, you got people like Dan Walker, who are probably a supernatural creature from another planet. Yeah. And then you have other people that aren't doing that, you know. I mean, he yeah. can wow people with what he's doing with his fingers, but he doesn't do a lot of vocal stuff. That's where Shannon comes in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we hope to get them on the podcast possibly very soon in the next yeah, week or so. they are a great team. They are a great team. <laughs> well, I would appreciate you coming out here, Anna, and thanks for your time with the interview. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> wraps up episode 12 and just a reminder that we do have some links to artists featured on only notebook on our website it's feathervalleyproductions.com slash only notebook and i do have to catch up with some of those links but hopefully we'll get caught up pretty soon so if you want to find out more you can always contact us too and we can get you in touch with an artist Joel, who do we have yes. coming up on future episodes? Jeremy Ranch will be coming up in future episodes. Uh, he's a singer-songwriter that I met at Brother Don's. Uh, he is a fabulous singer-songwriter, plays with a lot of emotion, sings with a lot of emotion. I mean, you can really feel it in his words, his music, and the way he plays. He plays with an intensity that I completely appreciate and dig. Uh, also, Trevor Yonker is going to be on an upcoming episode. Um, I, I had... <laughs> I've worked in and around his family my whole life. Um, his aunt was my eighth grade Spanish teacher, and then I worked with his grandpa uh, at the state capitol when I worked um, doing uh, security work for the House of Representatives. So that's kind of cool. I, I've, I've kind of worked in and around that guy's capacity, and he'll be on one coming up. And then also... Um, we're going to be doing some work. I think Jesse Knoll will be on an upcoming one again. We'll do another one with Jesse Knoll. Um, also, a catch-up uh, with what's going on with the Stone Soup movement and the Play It Forward and the alley scene in Aberdeen. I'm going to be getting back into that with uh, so, some stuff with Will Russell, as well as catching up with some of their artists and uh, some of the Olympia artists that are going out and playing some of these venues. Um, maybe some more from Donna Albert, some more from Liz Slaybaugh. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff coming up. We're, we're almost going in a different direction instead of playing... 
and, and grabbing open mic stuff, we're going to start maybe getting into some house jams or some longer sets of musicians playing shows. Um, also, Bob Dylan, I think, is going to make an appearance on an upcoming podcast. In your dreams. Um, yeah. God, is this reality right now? I hate it when it's reality <laughs> and not the dream part. That drives me crazy. Um, also, Chris Christopherson and Cat Stevens, Yusuf Islam, will also be on an upcoming episode. I did want to. I wanted to say this real quick um, that I now have more episodes than Star Wars has episodes. So I'm. I think that we may be bigger than Star Wars. I think that's what, how that works. I think that's how that works. I don't think so. Oh, scam. You want to say goodnight to the people, Joel? Goodnight to the people.